When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to D and D, the dinner party role playing podcast. I'm your host and dungeon master James Gressel. With me today is James A. Janice. Hey, Hi, buddy, James. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's been forever since I've recorded. It's been a long time. Yeah, yeah. The la- I'm the last of you're the, the last tables. of tables, and uh, yeah, we haven't recorded since the discussion, and I don't even remember when that was. So much as it was happened. That was September. at the apartment for yeah, sure. It was at yeah. the apartment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, beginning of September. Yeah, it's been it's been a little bit, but mm-hmm. we're getting back into D and D and D into the world. Um, yeah, sounds like some crazy shit too. Because I listened to Mike and Beth's Table for Two, haven't had a chance to listen to Chelsea's, but I got some uh, intel from it. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like uh, you're really trying to crack this guy open into a whole new thing. Yeah, yeah, I want to um, really, you know, get bigger. It's season four. Yeah, you know escalate that's the whole deal um it's it's the scdp season (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yeah it's just gonna get things are just gonna get really dark for one of the characters and (laughs) yeah a a suitcase episode between fletch and margarine would be hilarious oh god (laughs) um now you just got me thinking mad men um sorry but yeah so we are gonna do yeah, things are going to be a little bit different, you know, and you guys are getting a lot more uh, abilities and stuff. You know, you're going to be level 10 now, uh, which Double is half digits. of the possible levels. Oh, yeah. Is it still 20? It's still, I, I think there there used to be I had an I had an expansion for third edition that was like the epic level book. Um, but I don't know if something like that exists for fifth yet. Hmm. Um, wonder what level the Stranger Kids, the Stranger Things kids are. Because I've been watching those and writing those kill count scripts, and then you know they play their little D and D. Well, at least five, because somebody casts Fireball, right? Yeah, yeah. So at least five. Okay. Yeah. I just want to be better than them. I think I think we're past. Cool. Or around the same level. If they're actually part of the, (laughs) I I got the like master package of. Of D and D Beyond, and like part of the package was the adventure that they play in Stranger Things. Oh yeah, yeah. It's called um, uh, Hunt for the Tesselhydra. Tesselhydra, and it's like by Mike Wheeler. Ah, that's funny. That's fun. Back when Mike would play it, season three, Mike. So yeah, so things are getting uh, pretty real. I mean, as you know, because Flack died. Yeah in season three, mm-hmm. which we're going to talk about and everything that that means. Um, but yeah, so things are, things are getting real. So you're going to have a lot of new tools at your disposal. Zombie and, tools? 
not zombie. We're going to go in a little bit different <laughs> direction. Um, and I think we have, I think we have no choice but to reveal that in this. Yeah. Um, which like I realized that I wanted to keep it a secret for the other players, but Beth listens to all of these of anyways course. because of the stream that we do mm-hmm. on her Twitch stream now. So there's no way to keep anything a secret. It like, could surprise Chelsea. Even if we, even if we, uh, like recorded a scene separately and cut it in, they'd, they'd still hear it. Like, yeah. you know, so we're just going to reveal it and, you know, have to do a little bit of acting. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll get to that in a little bit. So, the, so listeners for now are going to be in a little bit of suspense. But the other thing I'm excited for with Flack is that you're starting from zero. You have no items. Oh, yeah. You have no clothing. Man. Except for, like, um, a, like, you know, everyday attire that Carebert furnished for you at the mansion. Um I have a question. Yes. Did you do that shit on purpose? What? Because, uh, like, reset everything? Because I've no. been saying for years, I've been like, man, I just want to go back <laughs> and listen from the start and write down everything. I even had some of my mods do it, and they had a running <laughs> list. I was like, I'm just paralyzed by the the inability to remember everything that I'm oh carrying. And now, no. I don't have to. No, I did not do it on purpose. I did not do it on purpose. It was a um, randomly chosen spell at the time somewhat informed by who was interacting with Ivacome. So that like I it wasn't gonna be Zavis because Zavis was stuck in the hallway, you know. So like it could have been either you, Mike, or or Beth, and it was you. <laughs> which yes, works which I was really actually really happy it was because you had the stupid like polymorph battle, you know? So it seemed <laughs> yeah. very vindictive and and right for, for Ivacome <laughs> to do that. So I'm glad that I'm glad that it was you and I'm glad that we saved Flack because I was not ready for Flack to go. Like, yeah, me neither. We would have had. We would have done something. Season four would have ended up being a kind of like search for Spock because <laughs> because I did not want to. Th- this is putting something to rest for for some listeners. I think I did not want to kill Flack. Yeah, I, I mean, people yeah. think you want to kill us all. No, man. I don't. Um, <laughs> I would have been really upset if after that. I mean, we would have had to have done something very different, obviously. But if you had decided, like, oh, I don't want to have to go through like some sort of resurrection thing, mm-hmm. I would have been bummed. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess that's my first question: Would you have if 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 that like if the wish hadn't happened, mm-hmm. um, and we had to do something where like you know there would have been some adventure hook of you can resurrect flack but it will take this and flack has some sort of like netherworld adventure or whatever mm. whatever would have happened um would you have wanted to do that to keep flack around yeah that sounds fun when it happened i mean you know you asked me to leave the call and i did and then i went into the kitchen to cook some food and i I guess I just had myself on a delayed response because mm-hmm. especially after what happened with Juno it was like, okay, it's not necessarily final. Sure. So I'll give, like, I'll wait until they're done recording this session and see what the situation is. And then if Flack's dead, I'll process it then. And then as I'm th- kind of thinking this, I Chelsea's like, James, come back. And I was like, what the fuck? I, I've been gone for a minute, if that. Well, well, then let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Do you still feel that death is real? That death? And any any po- like possible character death? Do you feel that it's real, or or are you now as as a player mm. waiting for some sort of fix? 
because that's 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 interesting to me as the one that might kill you. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I I feel like I recognize that it's a possibility. I think it just came so soon after it happened with Juno. Yeah, yeah. That uh, yeah, I don't know if it. I don't know. I, I believe that I can die. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Please don't. I, I'm saying that so you don't do it just to prove something. No, I, I, I think that it's it's probably going to be unlikely. Without tipping any hands, mm-hmm. I th- it's probably going to be unlikely I'm going to do anything like that. Like a big, like a, an, an instant death spell like that um, was a harder move than I really wanted to take. Like wearing one of you guys down and killing you in a fight or some sort of like tragic accident or something feels a lot more narrative set narratively satisfying to me than mm-hmm. an instant death spell. Um, you know, and like that's one of the spell options for Lich in the monster manual. It was at my disposal. It would have felt a little bit disingenuous if I didn't try it because there's also a chance it doesn't work, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll probably, I didn't love it. Like doing it. I didn't, <laughs> I did not enjoy it for me. So I don't know if I'm going to take if something like that is going to come up again. Um and it's it's just such a final instant thing too mm-hmm. that f- it just didn't really have the narrative weight that I wanted if one of you were to die, you know, especially at this point this far in. Um but it is still a possibility and there will be consequences when that happens. And there are consequences now. Um, consequences is one of the things that I really wanted to talk to you about because it's something that we've talked a lot about in relation to other pop culture stuff. Like we've talked a lot about it, in especially, and it's going to come up again, it came up in Chelsea's, Venture Brothers. Yeah. Um, is one of the best examples of a long-running series that is very successful, we think, I don't think you'll argue um, <laughs> at having consequences for the character's actions. I think that that's something that's very important in, in a long form storytelling thing like this. Yeah. Um, and there are going to be consequences for what happened to Flack. Um, and we've talked a little bit about what <laughs> they could be because you mentioned that you weren't done with spaghetti clown. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to be. When you brought me back and said I'm flack now, I was like, oh. <laughs> I was just getting into the voice and everything. Uh and I think I think everyone was just getting into the voice. <laughs> um and we had a lot of fun with spaghetti clown. Um which was one of my probably my favorite wild magic thing that's happened. Um, I was so mad at first. <laughs> part of that is why I loved it so much. <laughs> I was just like completely legit upset. You can hear it. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, I think I think it happened. I was upset. We kept recording and I heard myself being pissed. And I was like, man, people don't want to hear you be pissed while we're playing this game. So just try to try to lean more into it. I think by the end of that first session, I was starting to come around. And then we started the next one. I was like, okay, I'm just going to do this fucking Tim Curry Pennywise voice and lean into it. And I started to have a really fun time with it. And then so funny. Before you know it, 
he was gone. <laughs> um, yeah. So based on that comment and me thinking about uh, the whole stuff has to there has to be consequence. Flack died. There has to be consequences. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the location in which all this happened, you know, we established is like this bubble of really, really, really powerful magic. So, um, I pitched you an idea that Flack is still part of Spaghetti Clown still exists in Flack. Yeah. And will come out as a type of werewolf-esque curse. Yes. And you said, great. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um... So that is the first thing that we're going to talk about is what that means. Because I I, I have a couple of kind of like basic ideas, um, but I also wanted to talk uh, to you about it and see if there's anything that either you had in mind or that we came up with together uh, to make this kind of something that's fun for you to play. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, my first question is, do you want it to be an ability that you can transform into Spaghetti Clown, or do you want something to trigger a Spaghetti Clown transformation? I think it would be more fun for it to be triggered out of my control, mm-hmm. as long as that, as long as we land on the right frequency right. for that. I don't want it to be, you know, it can't be happening every every episode, right. but I don't want to, like, go weeks without i don't know that's the problem yeah though. that's the problem that's the dilemma that's what i was stuck on too of and, like and the other thing is like if we if we make it like an externality that we don't normally discuss or bring up in the show then mm-hmm. it could feel cheap right if it's like oh it's you know the most basic one it's on a full moon we've never fucking talked about the moon so no. it would feel cheap for you to be like oh now it's a full moon. Right. It would be at your discretion. That's the problem. Yeah. That's the problem with it being some sort of external trigger is that it's basically up to me to do it. And yeah. this is also this is also kind of related to um, why Chelsea and I originally chose to change the wild magic structure is because we didn't want it to be my choice. Well, that's the thing. And that's the, the first thing my mind went to was it basically being a sort of wild magic thing where, you know, I'd go to cast a spell, whether it be at a certain level or what, and then roll a 100. But then that feels too close mm-hmm. to what Chelsea's been doing. Right. As far as, you know. The, the anticipation like that's her thing <laughs> it could be what if it's this okay it's still a percentage i'm so excited because i've heard you i've heard you say what if it's this with <laughs> mike and beth and then it, you guys always land on something good so i'm really excited for my turn <laughs> what if it's this um it's still a, a some sort of role a percentage or an up and down uh you know 20 beat a 10 or something like that we, we figure out what the the role is but it's you have a chance of waking up at Spaghetti Clown. Like the next time we rest? Yeah. Like, so every time you rest, you have a chance you wake up at Spaghetti Clown. So then it would be a matter of, oh, I'm real hurt, but I know that, like, if I rest, I'm going to wake up at Spaghetti Clown. Right. Which would change what you can do. Yes. And also what you have access to and what you obviously look like. Yeah. Yeah. 
That sounds fun. I like that. That sounds fun. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, uh, chance to wake up <laughs> as spaghetti clown. <laughs> What's uh? What I'm wondering right now is is Flack gonna know that the first time? Well, so here's here's the other part of this equation, and I was. I guess we can't really like put this off before while we talk about the mechanics of Spaghetti Clown because it's all tied together. There was the moment at the end of season three where Madeiras led you away. And Mm -hmm. we talked about, well, what is that conversation? Because that was my, that was originally I wrote that in there as that will be, we will address the fact that Flack died Mm -hmm. and whatever that is, we'll fill in later because I didn't, I I wanted to talk to you about it and see what what fun we could have with it. And I didn't want to make that. I didn't want to set that in stone at that time. Yeah. So that's what we're doing basically now. But the other thing that I I mentioned to you uh, off mic over these last few weeks is what if Flack has a conversation with death? Oh yeah, yeah, and and you learn from death, or or whatever. Um, well, you're back, but mm-hmm. you know, and so Flack would know that there is something that's going to happen, and he knew coming back from that conversation. That conversation had, would have happened when I died. That would have happened when you were led away after you went back to the university. Of oh, Madeiras so what? Madeiras took me into, took a room into a room and was like, and, "Here's my buddy, Death." Right, but this is what here's. <laughs> I want to change that a little bit because okay. I had a thought after we after we last uh, talked about it. I had a thought that I think would be a lot more fun. You had the bone dice on you. Yeah. When you first met Risk and Reward, yeah, they told you, uh, "Find a way to free us." They were like, "If you can find a way to free us, you know, we'll be grateful." Whatever. Everything you had on you was disintegrated except for the fork. What about this? It freed Risk and Reward. You're led into that room, and you talk to Risk and Reward, and the ri- the. Like the reward is you were brought back to life. Yay, you're not dead. But the risk was now you have this spaghetti clown curse. How did it free them? Because the dice were destroyed by really powerful magics. Oh, wait, I forget. Did they live in the dice? They were the dice. Oh, that's why when you rolled the dice the first time you went into those portals and like magic happened. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. That's great. So it You're brings so good at this. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it brings them back. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily we, we we save death, who's a big deal mm-hmm. for later. Okay. Um, because you know that's another part of the story. Um, and it will, and we can still do this scene. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but uh, for the purpose of this conversation, and sorry. All, all, all my shit of of being against spoilers in the discussion episode, and here I am spelling all this out. <laughs> um, we'll still do that scene, but there's no way to have this conversation without revealing that, mm-hmm. um, and have it be at all entertaining. So, I think you're led into that room. You have a conversation with risk and reward. That's like, you know, yes, you're back, you're alive again, but yeah, um. It also will um, allow you. You took lucky, right, as a feat at one point. You've yes. used luck points. Mm-hmm. Great. So all of there's a bunch of stuff that you've done 
you take a lot of chances without kind of thinking them through. Like there's all these things that fit thematically for Flack with having risk and reward be related to Flack now, like mm-hmm. tied to Flack. You were the driver of the bone dice. Um, so I think um, imbuing your like bonus thing for, you know, going into the next season and these conversations, the way that, you know, Mike and Beth got new stuff and, you know, Chelsea is getting her octopus um, will be the spaghetti clown curse, but also risk and reward. The, they will reform into the bone dice and you will have that and that will do things. Oh, what's their reasoning for going back into those dice after finally getting freedom? It's not that they'll they'll go back into it and we'll, this will be part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. They will give new dice to you as a way of communing with them. Okay. Um, and, you know, it will be a kind of, it'll probably be something similar to a variation on the like legend lore spell, your exposition dump spell, mm-hmm. where like it's a big move you can only do sometimes that is basically like if you're stumped, they'll help at a cost. Yeah. You know? So something like that. How does that sound? Yeah, that sounds great. Okay, so well, cool. I get to hang out with Fraser. <laughs> I saw you watching him earlier today. That, yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they'll they'll be kind of, you know, you'll you'll be tied to them in a way in the, in in a way that like Mike is tied to the storm giant and that Chelsea's tied to the goat. Mm-hmm. You know, so you you now have this bigger thing cool going on yeah um so with spaghetti clown (laughs) now that we understand the why or the how once you are spaghetti clown if you have a chance of waking up as spaghetti clown Mm -hmm. it's not gonna like destroy all your shit anymore okay cool you'll it'll be absorbed into spaghetti clown yeah you will have it again when you are no longer spaghetti good i was gonna ask (laughs) um What do we want Spaghetti Clown to be able to do? <laughs> I think a lot of it has to go with that fork. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking that, like, you would be able to, like, cast the spell Entangle at will. Oh, yeah. And it would be, you know, the noodles from the, the fork. Mm-hmm. The fork would function as a weapon, like, as a tr- trident or whatever, whatever the stats are for something like that. Yeah. Um. And, but, like, what originally I said that because a clown is a performer, you would have access to your bard spells, but I'm thinking that we would have to alter that to make spaghetti clown different, significantly different from flack in this situation. Mm, Cause yeah, most of the stuff I do is bard spells. Yeah. Especially now, like you're going to get more spells and more spell slots. Mm-hmm. Um, so y- y- when you are flack, you will probably get to a point where you, never use a weapon okay you know or very very infrequently use a weapon uh well okay hey how about this though we had established that eating noodles healed our friends right oh god what and if we you're need a healer, healer. Oh, the healer that's so good <laughs> that's so good <laughs> Uh, it's a little bit unorthodox uh, to have a spaghetti clown as the healer, but oh, that's so funny! 
Because I'm thinking, yeah, you just said if Flack is always going to be fighting without weapons, maybe Flagetti Clown, he just has his one weapon, but spend most of the, the rest of the time healing. <laughs> so you would basically wake up as some sort of like demented cleric. <laughs> oh, that's fun. That's fun. Let I'm going to flip around to my computer. <laughs> Because right, we need Turn, a healer. Still, we do right? need it. We absolutely. <laughs> there's a lot of th- there's things that are going to change in the way that we play the game because uh because of of the lack of healing. Um. All right, I'm going to look at. Uh, I had Bard up, but let's. <laughs> I mean, I I don't think you're going to be a level ten cleric. Yeah. Yeah. That so. Oh God, but I do like the idea of you being able to like destroy undead and shit. Ooh, like <laughs> with my sauce. Oh man, I might have to think about this a little bit more. But <laughs> um, if if we if we go like he's a healer, like mm-hmm. you would be a life domain cleric, which makes her. Well, wait a second. Yeah, yeah, because I don't think. What's death domain? Would that? be a possibility since I died and became this thing? That gives you kind of like, let's see, uh, you would get some a little bit of necromancy. Hmm. Um, you would still be able to like cast cure wounds and stuff. Uh, let's, let, let me try to see. Let's take a look at the, what level could you be that would not be crazy? Like what powers could you have access to? How much to? did Fulgetti accomplish when he's running around or does that not really... Do you just want to do it in a practical way? I don't think he did really enough to <laughs> give him like experience points, okay. if that's what you're... Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I want to give you enough stuff to have fun with, but yeah. I don't want to give you so much that like Flagetti is better than Flack. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? So like... But we also have to establish how long of a sleep it needs to be because if he's going to be the healer, there will be times when I, I'll be like, oh, I should go to sleep so I can become the healing Flagetti. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it can't be like a... Like I'm a long rest? I think it has to be a long rest, right? To I was thinking it would have to be a long rest to turn you into Flagetti. Yeah. So the issue would be, practically, mm-hmm. a long rest heals you, heals the party. You wake up as Flagetti, potentially... Mm-hmm. What's a long rest again? Is that eight hours? Like eight hours, yeah. Okay. Um, so I guess in theory, if you're like prepping for a fight or something, if you like, all right, we got to rest up for this, I could be Flagetti for this fight. Yeah. But the flip side of that coin is you would not have access to your bard spells, which oh, yeah. at this point, there are some powerful spells. Shit. So it's a, it's a, and it's also, it would be a roll of the dice. It would be, you know, you wouldn't get to choose, I'm going to wake up as Fulgetti. It would be like, I might. Oh, yeah. You know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's it's not a every risk. time I go to sleep, for yeah. sure. So. But it's still a good idea. And then, and then I guess the uh, last outstanding question is, how does Fulgetti turn back into flak? That is the, so you would, in theory, go back to, to like a long rest or something. And then mm. is it another dice roll? Like, could you be Flagetti for long periods of time? Or could you be... Or each time Flagetti goes 
or is it just yeah. when you go to sleep it, it's a reset it's a reset hmm i feel like the reset is the better way to go mm-hmm. yeah yeah we don't want to get caught with spaghetti for like a season because of <laughs> bad rolls with like instead of your level 10 bard it's yeah. a level five cleric or something yeah 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 um i might have to well it, let's i guess you could just we could go run down the domains and see if there's something that makes sense either narratively or something that appeals to you okay um creatively there's a couple i don't think would make sense at all so i'm not even gonna go over them okay um i think that trickery is possible Ooh, that, that might be a- that might be a kind of best of both worlds he's a clown that's true um so you would get let's i thought that said blessing of the tickle master (laughs) (laughs) blessing of the trickster uh you can use your action to touch a willing creature other than yourself and give advantage on stealth checks okay uh like doesn't mike have pass without trace yeah and i think he just got some other ability that gives him pretty crazy stealth too Mm -hmm. um that's i mean that's a first level ability so you've kind of moved past that yeah. So let's look at like uh cha- what your channel divinity would be. This could be fun. Um you get to use your you create an illusory duplicate of yourself. <laughs> oh god, two flagettis. Uh so it would let's see. Illusion appears in an occupied space within 30 feet. As a bonus a- bonus action, you can move it. Uh you can Cast spells as though you're in the illusion space, but you must use your own senses. That's kind of fun. Um, those are the only thing, and then you would get access to these trickery spells, so you would have some semblance of um, flak-like things with like charm person and stuff. Still as Flagetti. I'm thinking of giving you access to level five. Okay. I think anything more than that, maybe. Oh, maybe I'll give you six just so that you can do this cloak of shadows things where you could be you can turn invisible. Hmm. Cause that does seem very clown like. Yeah. Like very circus. Clown, mime, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe we go that. I'm gonna have to make a whole character sheet for Flagetti. <laughs> and make Flagetti a level six. Trickery cleric. <laughs> That's nuts. <laughs> Ooh, but then you get spells at seven and you get Dimension Door and Polymorph. Wow. And you did all that shit with the polymorphing. Wow, those are my jams. Dimension Door and Polymorph. Yeah, fuck. All right, seven. Fine. Yeah? Fine. Are we sure that he's not too much like Flack with those? No, because because then I don't think you would have the like damage ability, like damage doing abilities, really. Okay, because you said Flack's gonna get some new shit. Yeah. Okay. Like we could, we'll look at what, like at ten for Bard, you get your Bardic inspiration goes up to a D ten. You get another round of expertise and skills. Ooh. Yeah. You get magical secrets which means that you can choose two spells from any spell list and uh, add them to your uh, your spell list of a certain level. 
Okay. Um, and then you'll get more spell slots and stuff. So, yeah, you can have there are a lot more options. Um, just in terms of like sheer power that Flack would have. Okay. Um, but but I, if I'm if I'm going overboard, definitely check me if you think if you think that that's too much. I mean, I'm not gonna be upset about it. Well, sure. <laughs> The other thing, though, too, is that, like, I can't, I don't want to plan encounters based on the idea of a weaker Flagetti, potentially. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I think that bumping, like, knocking three levels off of you and changing up how you have to play completely is enough of a handicap to make it a curse while still giving you a lot of tools to have fun with it. Because that's that's what all these conversations are about, is I really want to make sure that the four of you guys have the tools to have fun in the situations I put you in. Mm-hmm. You know? Like uh, Marjorie's, uh, with the words that she's going to get, can do a bunch of weird things, potentially. Yeah. You know? And I want to have the same kind of, you know, I want to give you the same options of like, you can do a bunch of weird things. You know, it's just the, it's just a fun, you know, we're trying to create fun moments. This is so stupid. (laughs) Uh, The other thing though, with Flagetti, I kind of want to, I do want to handicap some things with Flagetti from like a, spaghetti clown as playable species you know point of view like what do you mean like does he have like the same kind of like frightful visage as some monsters where like when people see the spaghetti clown they're they're they could be afraid i i think so yeah yeah you know like you would have disadvantage on like charisma yeah checks. charming yeah yeah, sure. yeah yeah like stuff like that mm-hmm. because you're this horrific monstrosity um <laughs> torn from kitchen walls from 2001 <laughs> um, i have a fork yeah with noodles yeah can i also have a a sack or bag or some kind of uh carrying device inside of which there are some wavy pepper jars <laughs> <laughs> that i can just lob your hat okay like the bell part of the hat. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's oil inside, so it's slippery, you know? Okay. Okay. And the peppers are in there, so maybe a little spicy. A little spiciness. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'll 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 give you spicy peppers. You're gonna have to be creative on how to deploy the spicy peppers and the oil. Okay. Because I think that's funny. Okay. <laughs> oil and spicy peppers. That can be like uh like when Marjorie had the ball bearings and shit. You yeah. Know? Like it's just your adventuring gear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've got the mask and the big nose. Oh yeah. Um Yeah. So and then yeah, and then and the fork and the spaghetti. I will give you entangle. Cool. I, I, I think that that just makes sense and could be a fun image. Yeah, can I use my noodles to tie people up? Yeah, yeah. that's what it would be. Mm-hmm. It would be the, the language of the spell entangle, but it would be with the noodles, which is it seems like a very Pokemon move. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like Tangela or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. This is, um, what a monster. <laughs> can he use it to like, if we have to scale something, can he like noodle rope? Oh, I would probably let that happen. Okay. With a roll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a little bit of a Swiss army fork. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cause I still, yeah, like I said, like, I still want you to be able to do things. I don't want it to be too much of a handicap. It's just now it's funnier because it's spaghetti club. <laughs> um, that's, that's so funny. Okay. <laughs> hey, you know what? I guess at this point, Flax more than just a gnome. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. That's true too. <laughs> That is true too. Um, so yeah, I mean that's a good that's a good segue. So on this idea of consequences and outside of the meta game of we think it's hilarious that Spaghetti Clown will be a continued part of this story, and also like just the, I hope that there's some guilt for Zabis of like you've done this, <laughs> <laughs> like we think this is fun and funny and whatever. How will Flack handle it? Uh, Flack's gonna, he's gonna have to come to terms with it. Yeah. I forget how Flack felt about Flagetti by the end of Flagetti's run. I think bad still. Yeah. Yeah. I he think he hated. was still oh, yeah, frustrated. I'm still fucking clown. Yeah. Right. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, he's probably gonna be pissed. He will not like it when he is, is Flagetti. Mm-hmm. I like that the idea of this being a sad clown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's like, oh, we need we need a healer. All right. Yeah. Um, oh my god, that also works as a curse because fucking you're not killing anybody. <laughs> yeah. It's like a punishment. It's like yeah. penance <laughs> for your Dexter days. <laughs> oh God. I love when this shit comes together. Yeah, so Flack's not happy about this, but is obviously happy to be alive. Yeah. So when we go into the greater part of, you know, in the next part of the story, um, he's continuing this journey that he set out on to, you know, make a name for himself, whatever, be more than just a gnome. He got this reward that he, you know, that it's kind of a monkey's paw answer to being more than just a gnome. Mm-hmm. Um, how... What what is keeping Flack going now? You know, like is it still like we? You know, obviously you want to be on the adventure, and that's why. But like, um, you know, wealth you have, and you know, dangerous things have happened. But now there is is it just potential for more renown? Is it? You know, because like Flack probably doesn't really care about the greater consequences of the of the big quest of, you know, you're trying to find this person who can save the world. But, um, you know, what is what is Flack going to be driven by when he is Flack? I mean, I think it will continue on the surface and uh, on the surface of, of Flack's thoughts, at least. Um, a continued quest for yeah more notoriety. Mm-hmm. Although I think that will start to f- fall away 
as we as time goes on. Yeah, sure. you might just you know start to actually like these people. Act, yeah. <laughs> um, so Flack recognizes that there is potential gain from succeeding in something this important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the other thing with Flack obviously is, um, Carebert now is mm-hmm. like a bigger part of the story than I originally kind of anticipated she <laughs> would be. And, and, you know, we're not going to do like, a, we're not going to take the time to side sidetrack things to do like a Flack and Carebert storyline. But like, I mean, you know, any more than it happens naturally, we'll see. It's an improvised show. But um, are, I, I, the way that I'm thinking of handling it is like she's into flack. As far as she's concerned, you're together and she's fine with it. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to go off and on, on adventures and whatever, but she's going to take care of the mansion and like go about her normal business mm-hmm. working at the real estate agency <laughs> um, and not really think too much about it. So like Carebert will be there. I think Flack's going to have some thoughts about it. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> Great. She's she's kind of like a, a a nervous, I think, character we've established and like is always trying to do something. So she's not going to sit and think too much about it. Yeah. Because then I think she'll realize that it all falls apart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So that's kind of where, that's just so you know where Carebird's coming from. Okay. I mean- you don't want to do like a romance storyline. No, because it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's me and you. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of weird. Yeah, uh, yeah. So like, that's it's not what this show is. No. Yeah, not at all. Right. And, uh, but it happened. It happened, and so I'm trying to think honestly. I'm just trying to think of a, like a way to break to up with Garber <laughs> naturally to the story and true to Flack. How to get to a point where like we're not. You know, it's not a thing. It's not a it, where it doesn't have to like not make sense to have a romantic scene. You know? Oh, sure. Yeah, I think we can get around it. We'll see. I don't think it really. I mean, Flack, I think is is starting to realize the things that are wrong with him, and he may not. Uh, he may want Carebert to recognize those things. Mm-hmm. He may, you know. She seems like a simple girl, not dumb, but just, you know, not as worldly. Right. And so he might actually begin to feel bad if Mm, he thinks mm -hmm. that she thinks he is capable of love, Mm -hmm. you know? That's that's really interesting, and I think that's a really good thing that fits with this journey that you've done with Flack over the last couple seasons um and i think a big part of it was flack and fletch like the fletch being upset with flack touched flack in a way <laughs> that margarine being of upset with flack did not yeah, that's very true <laughs> <laughs> um because with margarine i just got mad back right and like what the fuck Come yeah on. yeah but like and I loved that choice of 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 you being like genuinely wounded when when Fletch was upset with with Flack. What is there anything? Are you? Is that just? Is there anything 
behind that decision or is it just no there wasn't a conscious yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I, like when i reacted to fletch being upset with me i wasn't thinking like oh and this will contrast mm-hmm. with how i reacted sure, to Marjorie. Sure. yeah um i think it was just a matter of by then i had spent a lot of time with fletch yeah and like, oh f boys and mm-hmm. like silliness and uh yeah i think that's because like flack and Marjorie. You've had a couple scenes, but like prior to the the argument, no, no, I think no. It was... Yeah, it's just maybe one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, a lot has happened obviously since then. Yeah, um, things might be might have happened different now, but mm-hmm. um, I think you know. But it was also a matter of, and I think the the real motivation behind those in the moment choices was the matter of with Marjorie, Flack didn't feel he was in the wrong. Right. With Fletch, he recognizes, oh, that was kind of reckless. <laughs> <laughs> I like that framing, reckless, not wrong. <laughs> reckless, risky. Yeah. Um. So th- there's still, you know, one of the things that I really like about Flack that you've done is establish this like weird morality mm-hmm. or amorality or, <laughs> or whatever, you know, we... I throw around that he's a sociopath, but that's probably strong. I, I want to make sure that that I, I, I love what you've done with this journey of giving him these moments, slow moments of realization or like small moments of realization. Um, but I really hope that that a morality stays part of flack because I want you to drive those like like ask those tough questions. Well, I'm basically I mean, you know, I have my degree in brain behavior cognitive science. I studied abnormal <laughs> psychology a lot in college, which granted is now what, 10 years ago? Yeah. About. Yeah. Uh but, you know, I learned a lot about uh, abnormal psychology there and so I'm trying to really glean from that knowledge base mm-hmm. where it's like yes, if you're if you're if you have like an empathy Mm. Um, deficit Mm -hmm. as you know clinical psychopaths sociopaths do like that's not something that you can just unlearn like that's a physical thing in your brain that's not working the same way that it does for other people Mm -hmm. but those people can as flack has learn to recognize and realize and just account for it's it's the same thing with any deficit that you may have physical Mm -hmm. or psychological or mental it's you know if you can recognize what's lacking you can accommodate for it mm-hmm. and try to be on the lookout for it and so yeah. that's how i try to play flax uh morality is like he knows that he has a hard time recognizing what's wrong and right mm-hmm. and so he'll check himself when he can doesn't always occur to him to do so but mm-hmm. yeah uh i think that's great and i i love that it, i i think you do a great job of it i i, I have said a lot in like our our group chat and for the show and shit as I'm editing where like you'll make a little you'll do a little thing and it's just so right for the character all of you guys do this I've said this to every one of you but all of you guys do this where you do these little things that are just right for the character and and for flack it's those moments of recognition and compensation that I think are so funny (laughs) and and it it almost always plays for fun for a laugh and it's it's so good um in contrast, especially like I loved uh, when you and Marjorie, when Flack and Marjorie were uh, in the Tortle Temple on their on their own, the the contrast to like emotional Marjorie, it <laughs> was I, like I think 
you, there haven't been a lot of those scenes with the two of you, but I think that that you work very well together as compliments. Um, that's one of my favorite scenes that we've ever done. Like that, that's a scene where I'm like, Oh, I'm glad that we can, that we're still having scenes like that where they end and I love it. And then I listen to it later and I love it. I mean, you know, I make myself laugh a lot, but when, when we're on the stairs and the one guy starts telling us his story and I'm like, okay, see ya. <laughs> like, I'm so proud of myself for that. You do those things. So I, I, I every time I, I, those little things I think are so good. You're so good at recognizing when something is done. <laughs> oh, good. You know, which is good because I overwrite, you know, that I overwrite, um, or over, t- you know, over improvise whatever overact um and you're very good at, at at giving a button um we like buttons <laughs> uh so that that i guess leads me into the next thing i wanted to talk about which uh is how you like to play the game mm-hmm. um whenever we do one of these uh I want to check in with that and make sure that I'm providing the kind of experience that is fun for you guys. Yeah. Um, obviously, the pr- the first goal is make an entertaining show for the listeners. Um, but my goal as a DM, not just as a, as a you know storyteller and show creator, is make it fun for everybody at the table. So, um, what is fun for you? Uh, and how can we make it so that what you have the tools at your disposal facilitate playing that way? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've said it a lot and uh, I have a hard time keeping everything in track because I mean, that's just who I am as a person. Um, I generally need to experience or study things multiple times for it to really stick. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know my horror movies really well because when I cover them on a kill com, watching them, so many times right the editing the writing process all that yeah but if i like watch a movie you know two months later it might be hard for me to remember what that movie was about it sucks right. i don't know what's going on there but uh, you're an adult and there's other <laughs> yeah. things going on yeah <laughs> not uh, 15 anymore <laughs> <laughs> so you know i wish i had the time to re-listen to every episode me too yeah and and really drive in this history mm. of of what we've experienced but mm-hmm. i don't and so reminders of what we've gone through so that I can faithfully and realistically play off those things because Flack, it, it would be much more salient for him. He would mm-hmm. remember these things, obviously, because he lived them. Uh, he's not just playing with them. So, um, uh, and, and that was one of the first things I said when I found out that Joel was leaving mm-hmm. was, yeah. oh, shit. I think that was the first thing you said. Yeah, yeah. like, oh, he, I've been leaning on him yeah. for uh, the backstory and keeping track of the story. And and right. Beth does a great job of it, too. Yeah. But just, you know, narrowing it down from two people to one people really scared me. So just some kind of uh, uh, way to track that stuff. And, I mean, it'll help that I'm starting from zero, but the stuff that I have on it, and that right. that's on me to write and keep. I just got to be better organized with writing down what I have mm-hmm. and um well I think there I, I I can address both of those so first with with the lore and everything yeah there's a lot to keep track of we're deep into this now I keep adding more and more on top of it um and yeah it's it's gonna be a lot I, I and this is not anyone's full-time job you yeah. know so I want to make sure that 
you know, you made a really good point that Flack would know things. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to make sure that you guys feel as though your characters do know things about the world. You know, it was one thing when we first started and Discovery was part of it. But like now we're getting to a point where like, especially as we leave the Knights Pass area, um, there is a chance that you would have been to a place before or whatever, you know. So um, I want to give you guys the ability to say, wait, I know this or I've heard of this and then roll a history roll. And that will then I'll fill in those gaps and you can either relay it in your own words or we can just move forward in its exposition. Mm -hmm. um, so that will kind of cover a little bit of that. And you also have your, you know, legend lore spell. If yeah. you really if there's some like big thing you need a question about a uh, question answered about. Um, so that's to that. Uh, and, and Beth and I talked too about how like she's going to need to drive the story a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um and then, what was the second thing? Like items and I, just, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, because I mean, the the broader question uh, right now is, how do I like to play the game? I like to have fun. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's our mantra. But and like doing different things in situations, like unique novel reactions mm -hmm. and and ideas, and so knowing what I have access to and my right. capabilities helps with that. Well, you do need to refit flack mm -hmm. you know yeah that was something that happened and in going into season four you are going to have to get new things or you will not be a very good adventurer yeah um so i do want to check in with you about like and and, and this is something i think i, I want to talk to everybody about before we record the first session of the season um do we want to do another like shopping episode or do you just want to do all of that stuff off mic and you have the things like you can take some time, look through the list, find the stuff, you know, you know both are appealing because I feel like we can sometimes get goofy, but also we've done these before. Right, so I don't want to just do repeat, repeat shit. Yeah. I don't know. You know, it's one thing to, you know, find some treasure in the, in a like you know we had a few episodes ago where you're in a dungeon you find some treasure you pick a thing or you go to a new place you go to a shop and you pick a thing but like mm -hmm. you need a full kit <laughs> yeah and i want to give everybody else an opportunity to like refit their stuff if they want to and get kind of a new look or whatever um and i'm leaning we do all that ahead of time off mic so that we don't have to spend time doing it that might be worth it and yeah. if if you choose items from that listeners submitted we can you know say that and everything of course but um i think that and then this also gives you an opportunity to really think about like what kind of items you want mm -hmm. because like like would you pick a rapier again would you pick a crossbow again would you you know like would what do you want flack to look like you know like you have a chance now to really customize um and especially because you basically have unlimited money um, thanks to Beth's fucking gold, the first oh, bank yeah. of mar margarine. That's right. Um, <laughs> it's really more of a, like I don't really want to get too bogged down in the commerce of things. I want to be more about like what's fun. Like what's a fun outfit for for Flack? What's what's what does he look like now that he can kind of look like however he wants, present himself however he wants. Mm -hmm. um, you need a new instrument. Maybe we do that one on mic. Oh, God. My flying V is gone? Yeah, everything's gone. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> what the fuck? Wow. Oh, man. Yeah, that's going to be a thing. 
Okay, that makes sense. That that makes sense is the thing that we do. Yeah. It's like Flack needs a new instrument because he's a Yeah, I shouldn't just have a new instrument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In episode, yeah. Great, okay. Um, but like, you know, you had kind of outrageous look going. Yeah. Do you want to keep being outrageous, you know? Like, I mean, probably. Right, so <laughs> like, or is it more of a thing that happens more, gra- like you get like ba- a basic kit, like you've got, you know. Oh yeah, I think I'm, it's going to build up. And then, that's part of your kind of like subplot for season four is like get your outrageous look back. Yeah. You know? So wait, the Cape of Bees is gone? I hate that the Cape of Bees what is gone. What the fuck? Dude, no one's going to listen to this show anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, we might find a way to bring a new Cape of Bees back. You, you find a, a metery and someone can make a cloak. Of Cape wait, of a bees. metery? Yeah, because they would have bees for the honey. Did you mean apiary? No, a meadery. What's a meadery? A place where they make mead. Oh, a meadery. Yes. Well, what's an apiary? Yeah. Apiary, I'm pretty it's sure. bees? I'm pretty sure I learned that word researching Candyman, so I'm thinking it's bees. It is bees. So a meadery would have an apiary. Oh. Okay. Yes. There we go. Okay. Now that we've solved that mystery. <laughs> um... But that could be, you know, yeah, that could be its own thing. That can be your own, you know, you can use that to drive flax kind of motivation. If you hear that there is a place that would have honey, you know, because honey. food is going to be a bigger part of the every season. I bring food more into the world. But now that you don't have a healer all the time, food is going to be a big part of the world. Mm. Um, so if you find a place that would have honey, maybe Flack is like, oh, now is my chance to try to get a cape of bees. How can I make this work? You know, like, so there's there's fun to be had with your lack of these things, too. Mm-hmm. The things that you really cared about. The chicken hat, you know, yeah. like the lab coat, the goggles, all that stuff. Moon boots. Moon boots. Um, you know, you, that can be something that's always in the back of your head of, like, I want to get my stuff back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, would Flack have any disdain now for wizards? Hmm. I don't know. I think he learned from Juno's Sunday school episode. Sure. To, to not be discriminatory <laughs> and hold prejudices. Okay. Uh, or, or fear, hesitancy of that kind of magic. Maybe that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. Um, that kind of, uh, yeah, serious, destructive magic could be spooky for him. Um, or on the other hand, maybe he's not that kind of, he doesn't process things that way. I don't know. <laughs> You'll have to think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so other than your stuff, how is there anything else that I can kind of think about as we're going forward? Um. I guess just don't be upset with me if I'm uh, if I'm missing things or if I'm being goofy. No, of course not. Because that's that's what I'm here to do. That is what you're here to do. Is to have a fun time and make jokes. It works. It works for the character though, and it works to challenge the other characters. Like, I love it when you'll ask a question and it's questionable whether it's James or Flack, and then one <laughs> of the other characters will answer in character. Yeah. Um. That kind of stuff is always fun. And, you know, 
there's a lot going on and it's not always a bad thing to remind an audience what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, yeah, I would just want a reminder from you or Beth or anyone who felt like if I ever, if it ever feels like I'm too much not taking it seriously. Yeah, I think that, you know, just by nature, the kind of story that's being told, there will be serious moments, mm-hmm. but you'll know when we get to the serious I moments. try not to deflate those. Yeah, no, you know? and I don't think you have, um, except for maybe the end of season one when you rolled the bone dice, but it all worked out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like, even though it's not my style of play to get like emotional and, and serious about like the lore and stuff, like... That I recognize the value in that storytelling. I know that you're really good at it, and Beth's really good at it, and Mike has had some really good moments with, and Joel was always really good at. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chelsea and I are mostly there to fuck around, but <laughs> yeah, but we I don't want to step on those other moments. No. Yeah, and you know, I want to, I want to create the possibility for moments with Zavis and Flack too. Yeah, and if it comes natural, right, for sure, I would right. love to. But yeah, that's. I don't go into things trying to find like the thematic resonance. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's not really Flack. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Flack has, I think, more of a backstory than maybe Zabbis. Um, just in that, like, or I guess a heavier backstory. Like, there's like dad stuff mm-hmm. and like rejection. And, you know, so there's some, some heavy stuff there. Um, but, it's not necessarily the forefront of what's driving him. Yeah. You know? How much? How much have I talked about Flax Dad on sh- on the show? Like not a lot and not canon? in a long time. Okay, because I want to know what is canon so that I can maybe build that out a little bit more. That was going to be the next part of this conversation. Oh yeah. Um, and because I wanted to kind of uh, see how much you wanted to do with that, because as we're going to explore the bigger world. I you know I sent you guys the map of the whole shebang. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to place Flack anywhere as being from somewhere specific now, so that if you choose to go there, I can provide you with like this is what this place is like, or do you want to maybe save that for like? okay, you guys choose to go somewhere. Maybe then you can be like, I want this to be where Flack is from. What is, you know, like, give me some stuff. Mm. Um, or what I said to Chelsea is, do you want it to leave, leave it to me as more of like an improv prompt of you get somewhere and people recognize you? That doesn't feel as genuine because, okay. you know, going there, I think Flack would. Flack would know. Yeah. If he's going back. Exactly. Right. So, yeah, I definitely want to pick ahead of time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about some of the other places now? Sure. Okay. So let me get the map up and flip mm-hmm. my microphone around again. I like having all this space. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> do people know that you're living with us? Yes, Chelsea spilled the beans on that one. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is the yeah, this is the the most intimate conversation. <laughs> Uh, recording that we've had in uh, since because when you and Chelsea record, that was before we got our our test results back. So right. you guys were still masked, right? But uh, now that we know we're negative, we're we're good to go. We're hanging out, and I think Mike and Beth are getting a test. Yep. And so if they're negative, maybe we could maybe. even have an in person 
meal and recording oh my God, session. If I can cook for you guys again, I would lose my mind. <laughs> I, I would probably cry. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh, here, let me throw this on the other monitor. Um. Yeah, I hope. I really hope that we can. Uh. Okay. So. Oh, and Mike wants us to mention that on our uh, you can download our podcast and play it offline for free. You don't need the premium account. Yes, we'll we'll get to that. Because <laughs> I did see people talking about that. People were talking about that, and and I had conflicting information because I I'm a premium user and don't know you know I don't use Spotify. I love Spotify, and uh, I was just unfamiliar with. Uh, I don't download things. On Spotify, but you yeah, can download you work it. at home. Exactly. Yeah. I don't leave my office. You didn't have to. You didn't have a commute. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, like you can download it for free. You can download podcasts for free. You cannot download music for free. That oh. is the difference. So that's where people might have gotten confused. Got it. Um, but I have confirmation from Spotify that you can download podcasts for free. You do not need a premium account to listen to podcasts offline. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, so we'll talk a little bit more about Spotify in a little bit, but this is, uh, this is the world. Mm -hmm. You have basically been only in this chunk over here. Moonshadow Valley and Talon is where Raven's Crest was, which actually specifically about like here and then Oyakoto. Yeah. Um, so you can pick almost anywhere else for Flack to have been from, except for a couple of places that... It's like where Fletch is from, right? Well, Fletch is from the woods over here in yeah. near Moonshadow. We, that's what we talked about in his episode is we kind of put him here on like the the like the bottom of these mountains and, the, and near this lake kind mm-hmm. of. Um, and then uh, Zabbis, Chelsea's going to leave it up to me as kind of... It's going to be kind of a surprise if you ever go somewhere where elves are. I could be like, oh, hey, Zabbis, long time, you know, mm-hmm. like, which I think works for Zabbis. Mm-hmm. Zabbis will, it makes sense to me that Zabbis almost forgot about yeah. his hometown. Um, what And what's, place names are hard? Yeah, so, <laughs> place names are hard, you can't choose. And, and w- because you would have known it at the time, it just wouldn't make sense. So place names are hard. Is I I think it was you. I think it was you. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I didn't have a place that Kiff was from. Kiff. Okay, that's where Kiff's from. And uh, so place names are hard became <laughs> plus Namzarid a major fucking deal now in my lore, <laughs> like a huge, huge thing. <laughs> <laughs> a big important city, probably one of the biggest cities in the world, um, and a really, really like a major trade center. Like think like Istanbul. Mm-hmm. Um, well, where's that? Down here. Oh shit! Okay. So um, you can't choose place names are hard. Plus, knobs are red. Um, and uh, what's south of that bay there? Down here? No, to the east. Oh, over here. Yeah, what's over there? Okay, so these are like three. Uh, th- these are like three different kingdoms that basically uh, formed kind of like a confederacy of nations. That's okay. a little bit inspired by like the Iroquois, um, where like they're different, different peoples and different countries of, of all that live in kind of like a more like jungle, um, and kind of uh, you know like 
uh, equatorial, like around the equator type climate. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all kind of they work together. There's there they work together, but they're separate uh, entities. So that they they're each of these different like kingdoms have their own kind of cultures and stuff. Um, and I I touched on this a little bit, I think, in Beth's, but like or in Chelsea's. So Marta's people, the in Talon in Raven's Crest, um, long ago had a Roman long type ago. exactly type type empire that stretched all the way across the continent. Oh wow! Um, and then it fell, and rich, they retreated back to the peninsula that they're from. Um, these three countries at the bottom of the map that you were talking about, um, came together to kind of re- repel them. So that they were never conquered by the Talon people. Even those guys on the east, they're right across the bay from them. Right, Talon, not good, na- not good on on the water. Oh. Bad, bad navy, the Talon people. Okay, yes. Um, and also, you know, some magic and stuff in in that lore, which you could find out about if you were to go to those places. Um, so that that's a possibility if you wanted to kind of like. I could fill in the gaps if you wanted to go somewhere south there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, the west here, like Ombradina is over here. You also can't choose that. <laughs> um, yeah, this this is kind of more, you know, a little bit more southern Europe-y. Um, this is very Celtic up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't choose Hosk because you would know things about Hosk. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, not not really known territory up here uh, in the north. And then you got some uh, dwarven stuff up here, and then like a serious fucking forest, <laughs> uh, which also would not really. Well, you are a forest gnome. That's what I was thinking. But are there any forests down south there? I don't know. I sure, like those south guys. Yeah, yeah, we could definitely put you down somewhere here. Um, and it would give, it would, it would give you an in, if you were to go down there, I could give you a bunch of information about that place so that you could provide that exposition. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have to, I still have to finish writing it. <laughs> um, but yeah, this, this, yeah, that would, we could make something like this down here work for sure. Okay. If you want to be from the South there. I think so. Okay. I'll, um tweet that out or something so that people know what we're talking about. Follow us <laughs> on Twitter at dndndpod. dndndpod on Instagram. Um, so yeah, so then you'll have a little bit more backstory kind of mm-hmm. of like where you're from and you can come up. So you would have, and, and it also works. One thing that I wanted to make sure as we're talking about these backstories is that it works with the original meet cute of the party. Yeah. And it would because you would have traveled up through here yeah. over land. And this is the actual titular knight's pass is the pass through these mountains. Mm-hmm. And that's where you were traveling when you met everybody. So yeah, that all works. I traveled far. Yeah. Well, that you know, you had to play the shows where Gerb saw you. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, so that we'll we'll do that. I'll give you like a, a originally I gave Beth like a few pages of notes about Knights Pass. I'll do something similar for yeah. 
um, this, and then that'll come out in uh, the episodes. Um, cool. Uh, well, I don't have anything else. Do you have any questions? No. All right. Well, we'll level you up or go over. Okay. What you'll get. I'll have to make a whole fucking character sheet for the clown. <laughs> um, but we'll level you up and we'll see what you get here. Uh, so you're going to get more health and have you roll a D8. Eight. Oh, nice. Nice. You're up to 86. Yep. That's great. Um, so you get uh, two more skills you can choose expertise in. So your proficiency bo- bonus will be du- doubled for two more. Doubled? Yeah. So it'll be an, it'll be plus six instead of plus three. What? Yeah. You, ha- you previously had that in Deception and Persuasion. And now you can choose oh per- performance, God. sleight of hand, or stealth. Are those my only options? You get to choose two of those, yeah. Why are those my only options? Because those are the skills that you have. And you already have expertise in other things. Okay. Wow, what are you on there? What's this little building? Okay. D&D Beyond. It's the D official. Looks pretty cool. It's very cool. Um, what were my options? I'm sorry. Performance, sleight of hand, or stealth. So pick the one that I don't want, basically? Pick the one you don't want. Uh, performance, sleight of hand, or stealth. I'm gonna go with stealth, because we can always get Pass Without a Trace and all that shit. Good choice. Yeah. Sleight of hand is something that I think that you and Beth... Yeah. ...can probably utilize a little bit more. I think so, too. Um, you know... If Flack gets a little bit not not the class but the personality roguish, mm-hmm. I think that could be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and your fucking Zorro mustache right now too. <laughs> <laughs> it was a it's a Gomez Adams. Okay, now this this one, uh, we can either take a few minutes now to do it, or you can do a little bit of research on your own. But you, or, or I can help you, you know, later. Whatever you want to do, however you want to do it. You get to choose. You get to choose two spells from any spell list to add to your spell list at this level. At right? this level, yeah, yeah. You can't pick a level nine spell or something. Yeah, you can't pick disin. You can't pick disintegrate. Even though I wait, what do you mean at level nine? Aren't I level ten? But the spells work differently. It's a little bit confusing. You have access to up to levels five spells. Okay. Yeah. Which there are some pretty crazy options. You obviously have a lot of choices. Jesus Christ. Um, Yeah, I might need some guidance there. Yeah, so um, this is a question that I kind of posed to Chelsea about her spell choices and things. Um, Do you want to pick something that can do a lot of damage? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Good. Uh, Because Chelsea wants to choose more magic that is more situational. Okay. uh, Because she likes... When I talked to her about it, she said she wants to use her magic to do more fun out of combat things. That is great, but I every time we get into combat, I'm like, you want to guess? Here are my fucking yeah. knives that I, are going to be. I want to make it so that you never cast clouded daggers ever again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. here are my fucking floating knives coming at you. Let's take a look at um real quick at some wizard spells for that. Because I think that you could, um, 
there are some that could probably do some pretty pretty significant punches. Um, or you could take, I guess in theory, you could take uh, from Warlock Eldritch Blast, which is a D10. Like you can just do every, it's, an, it's a cantrip. It's not a spell slot. You can just do it any every turn. Um, but that can get kind of boring. Yeah. Okay. So let's look at let's look at some firepower. Um, cone of cold. Uh, can do uh eight d eight cold damage. Mm. Destructive wave. Uh, five d six thunder damage and five d six. Radiant damage or necrotic damage. Flame strike, 46 dam- fire damage, 46 radiant damage. Uh, Im- immolation, uh, 8d6 fire damage. Uh, on a fail state, the target also burns, so you, you can set somebody on fire. I love that. That's pretty good. Uh, the various walls. These are all level five spells. You would have two level five slots. Uh, we could also check down to some lower level spells. Yeah, I feel see. like uh, one of these, and then you said I get another one, right? Yeah, you get two. The other one I might want to have be more situational. Okay. Uh, you could always take fireball. What about what, uh, fireball versus immolation? What's Oh, I think, I mean, Fireball is a third level spell, so it gives immolation you a little, sound cool. a little bit more flexibility. Uh, immolation, I think that the thing, though, to consider with Fireball is that it's an area of effect. That's why Chelsea is so gun-shy about it. Oh, yeah, I don't want to set our, our peeps on fire. Yeah, this, this one is, uh, you re- immolation is one creature. Oh. Target makes a dex throw. It takes 8d6 on a failed save or half on a successful one. On a failed, it also uh, Yeah, that sounds burns. great. The burning target sheds light in a 30-foot radius. At the end of each of its turn, the target repeats a saving throw and takes 4d6 on a... F- Fuck, this is a serious fucking spell. Ah, <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll do immolation. <laughs> um, are you thinking damage for the other one, too? Oh, I don't know. Maybe more of a situational thing. I don't know. I might want to think about yeah. the situational one. We'll think about Emulation that. Emulation sounds dope, though. There's a lot it. of, yeah. Um, so that's basically what you get for your next level. Okay. And then, yeah, it'll be a question of what do you want to do for that other spell, uh, what overall spells you want, and um, what you want items-wise. You know, so there's a couple things to kind of prep a little bit before we get going. Okay. Uh, we'll touch base, um, you know, the five of us about what everybody needs to do before we start up again. Cool. I think that's it. Uh, be sure to follow us on social media at DNDND. Damn it. I did it so good on everybody else's. Aw. Be sure to follow us on social media at Pod on Twitter and Pod on Instagram or email us at dndndpod at gmail.com. Uh, starting October 28th, we'll be that, that'll be next week. If yeah. you're listening to this, the day it comes out, we will be a Spotify exclusive podcast. We exclusive. talked about that a little bit earlier. Uh, Spotify is free. Get the free app and f- search D&D&D. We'll pop up. Follow us. New episodes will be sent to your library where you can 
download them and listen to offline in the app. Uh, you can download podcast episodes, but you won't be able to download music with a uh, free account. Um, but yeah, that's great. Um, if you are a... Uh, I'm not going to say that because they will have known by now. There's going to be p- changes to the Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah, next week we'll be the only place to listen to the show will be on Spotify. Uh, so get that and follow us there. And uh, that's where the show will live from now on until potentially we're done. <laughs> um, I think that's all. Thanks, James. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Do what's fun. Do what's fun. D&D&D is executive produced, written, and edited by me, James Gressel. Co-produced and additional mixing by Joel Arnold. Our original music is by Jeremy Nisato. Hear more of Jeremy's music at jeremynisato.com. D&D&D is performed by James A. Janice, Chelsea Rebecca, Beth Radloff, Mike Saigan, and Joel Arnold.